Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, here we are, another Dr. Homebrew show with a bona fide doctor. Doctor. Dr. Scott is joining us. Oh. Thank you, Dr. Doctor. How you doing, buddy? How are All you, right. Doctor? I'm good. Doctoring it up. <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, Lee, unfortunately, is still out sick, so uh, get better, buddy. Uh, not that we don't like Doc, but, uh, you know, we miss you, Lee, so. Lee's, Lee's a little better looking. I don't think so. <laughs> He's taller. He's taller. So what? But that's all. Just, I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, know. They both have glasses. <laughs> no, that's true. I'm only wearing them so I can read my score sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Little readers, everyday oh. readers or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Leave them all around the house. But being yeah. a real doctor makes him like instantly two points more attractive. Didn't they do a Mythbusters thing about that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. They changed the profession of the person on the screen. They had people rate them on, you know, on a 10-point scale. And the, it's like, this guy is a, you know... A ditch digger, and then the, the same <laughs> yeah. picture, and like you know, neurosurgeon, and it's like oh, wow. uh, instantly like ten points. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I can imagine. Versus eight or seven before, you know. No one wants to get stuck with a ditch digger, you right? Know what I mean? Unless you know you're laying irrigation or you're well, a landscaper, yeah. then you know, then if it's you're great. a union worker. You're probably <laughs> you're probably all right with it. <laughs> Uh, all right, before we get into the, all the excitement here today, I want to uh, talk about our fine sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com, and uh, they have everything you need to clean and sanitize, everything that you got going on here for sure. Uh, you know, your bottles, your can- anything, man, anything you need to clean and sanitize, which is the key. We talk about it every show, and I want to keep talking about it until people realize. You clean it first, and then you sanitize it. Right, Doctor Scott. You clean it twice. You clean it twice, and even. You sanitize it. And then, if you're a doc, you clean it again and make sure it lines up straight with everything else next to it. Yeah, we got. <laughs> maybe, maybe you get to brewing. Maybe. Depending how dirty, you peel off the layer of scum. Right. Then you clean it. Then you rinse off the cleaner <laughs> residue. Then you sanitize it. That's a no rinse step. So it's really four steps. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Shouldn't it be five steps. Well. Maybe. Five star. Five star, Five baby. Star. We'll invent another step. You'd, That's right. That's right. You breathe on it and say a little, uh, little poem <laughs> that they'll, they'll feed to you. <laughs> Be so clean. check out fivestarchemicals.com. And, uh, you know, seriously, if you're not using them, check them out. Um, and if your local homebrew shop doesn't have them or whichever homebrew shop you choose to order from, if they don't carry it, uh, tell them they really should, man. Because Have uh, a heart-to-heart with those people. It's the, good, it's the goods, man. That's for sure. Fight the good fight. Um, I also want to talk to you about Grog Tag. So, you know, we have a few uh, very awesome sponsors on the show, but one of them being uh, Grog Tag. And uh, right now they're running a Kickstarter program for uh, customizable tap handles, which is kind of the first thing I've really seen about it. And not just like the engraving or, you know, you can choose from five different images. No, you can use, uh, you know, they have images for sure, just like they're, they're really cool labels. Uh, but you can upload your own image. You can put your own thing on your tap handle for once. And it's, uh, it's kind of a modular deal, too. You get the, the stem and you get the topper, uh, or the base, rather. Um, and then uh, you just screw that on. Or you can screw the topper right onto the to your tap handle as well. It's the same thread, 
and uh, there you go. You can you can easily swap out between beers. It's pretty cool. Go to grogtag.com slash Kickstarter and uh, check out how you can help these guys make this project a reality. Uh, as with anything on Kickstarter, you get some pretty cool rewards for backing it, of course. You know, we'd like uh, additional bases, some extra toppers, maybe some free coasters. You know, it depends on what, uh, on what you're doing. And, uh, of course, these are going to be awesome tap handles. You know, GrogTag is, is known for having those kind of high standards and uh, delivering that in every box. Um, you know, they're, they're reusable labels and, and bottle caps and all that kind of stuff that, that we know them and love them for. They're pretty cool. Um, and the tap panels are going to be no different. Uh, I was talking to, to Todd over there at GrogTag the other day, and he's like... Uh, telling me about uh, the past few months they've been testing different handles and sizes and shapes and all that kind of stuff because they want to find the absolute best that they can deliver uh, and then, of course, print a high-quality image on it. So uh, check them out, grogtag.com slash Kickstarter. Let me check that off my list. Done. I'm going to back that project. Back that project up. Oh, nice. Look at that. You're already on your phone doing it. That's pretty cool, Brian. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so today we are talking to uh, Jen, and we are also going to speak with Joe. See, last show we had two Brians. Now we have two people with Jen. Jen and Joe. Uh, Jen and Joe laid back. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Jen has a black IPA. Uh, which would be cool. We haven't had one of these in a while. Wasn't there like a kind of a run on these, Brian, like maybe a year and a half ago? Which every other show we had a black IPA. Yeah, they jumped in popularity. <laughs> they really yeah, did. When the style first came out, yeah. everybody wow. was trying to well, figure out what it should be. <laughs> right. And uh, put their own little swing on it. Yeah. We, it was, had a, we had a few of them, man. It was weird. There was a fight about the name, too. I mean, you could still call it a Cascadian Dark Ale. or a, Dark Ale. I like I that just, name, too, but it's, God. it's a little pretentious sounding to me. It's like, you, you think? Know. And a little <laughs> Northwest-centric, maybe. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Everyone in Oregon wants credit for something that they didn't have. Uh, that was very weird. Uh, you'd think they were mostly Californians. I used to live there. Uh, and then we're going to talk to Joe, and he has a uh, seat. So this kind of goes back to our last show. We, we were talking about what style guidelines to use, and we're still on the old ones. But uh, I didn't tell Joe that again. So uh, he threw in a 28A American Wild Ale, Brett Beer. But I think we're judging it as a 19W or whatever the hell it is. I just judged it as a 28A and looked at the – it also has a Saison okay. declaration. So we kind of looked at that too. Yeah, we, we gave Doc, it a fair you, judging. We knew what it was. Did you do that too? No, I just uh, – Basically, just did a straight Brett beer. Okay, uh, I didn't. Well, that's cool. I, I didn't push the saison anything. Yeah, I think that'll Probably be great. Better that I didn't. Actually, this will be this will be yeah, this will be rad because we can get a, a pretty good comparison of the same beer with different style guidelines. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Mm. Uh, but in the notes, he says uh, it's a mixed culture. It's a saison base uh, with sack and Brett. Exact strains are unknown. Yeast is culture from a bottle of something called a Hill Farmstead Arthur. And I don't know what that means, but uh, we're gonna find out, man. I need to know the info. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, I know we just you know jumped into the show here, but we're going to get uh, Jen on the line um, and uh, talk about her black IPA and all that kind of stuff. But we need a break to do that, so uh, we'll be right back. It's Dr. Homebrew. Stick with us. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. 
One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about home brewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for hanging with us. I, wow, I caught that just in time, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> the cough. <laughs> if I waited half a second more, no one would have heard that. Well, he's a doctor, you know. He has to cough every once I thought I was just going to get it just before you did that. <laughs> you just grabbed him in the right place, JP. Yeah. Uh, okay, on the phone we should have Jen. Jen, are you with us? Yes, I am. Oh, how, how are you doing? Good. Does it sound okay? <laughs> yeah, it sounds fine. Sounds all awesome. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us, by the way. Appreciate it. Oh, no, so uh, you have uh, sent us a black IPA. And now, if I remember correctly, your first shipment kind of broke. You were supposed to be on an earlier show, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's too bad. I hate to see beer and go to waste. Some, yeah. yeah, for some reason they sent it back, but they said it should have never been sent back. I was like, oh, well, I'll just try it again. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to be honest. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with it, so... <laughs> yeah, that was my first time ever trying to send anything, and yeah, it's not quite fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, but you know, these look these these made it just fine. So uh, you know, I think you had a, and I I've been doing this for about two and a half years or so, and I think we've only had one, no, two two broken bottles. I think, and and maybe yours is the third one. So it's it's pretty good odds for sure. 
Um, no, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're all right. Um, all right, Jen. Well, uh, before we get started, how long have you been a home brewer? Um, a little over a year now. Okay. Um, are you a big fan of the black IPA style, or is this a, f- a first uh, attempt at doing this, or, or where are we with that? Um, it's actually my very first batch that I actually tried to do a second one of because I like the style, but it's really hard to find a style that I like. Cause, like <laughs> it seems like every single one is brewed totally different, and yes. to find a good one is it's hard. Yeah, so I want to make. I make. I want to make mine the one I like. <laughs> right, right. Um, is this uh, extract or all grain? It's all grain. It's all grain. Like, wow, I've only been homebrewing a year, and you're cranking out all grain already. Well, we only did like one extract batch because we we're waiting on getting our mash tun together, and then we just jumped right into all grain. Yeah, smart man. Don't even mess around with that. I mean, extract is like it's it's cool. It's one of those things where you do to test the waters. Like, do I really like this? Um, uh, oh, no, I knew I would love it, so why not just jump right in? <laughs> yeah, that a girl. That's good. That's good news. Uh, okay, so uh, this is your second attempt at the Black IPA uh, style. Um, let's go, Brian. You're up, buddy. Yeah, hey, thanks for sharing it with us. Um, coming in on the nose here, it does have a pleasant tropical hop note, like very noticeable up front. A little bit of resiny, citrusy undertones in there. Uh, pretty smooth hops overall. Very, very low dark malt. It's pretty much out of the way as it should be. Um, just a light little kind of light chocolate note and some dark bread, kind of a you know a little bit of a, uh, a wheat bread kind of aroma hmm. below yeah. that. Um, wheat bread, kind of clean fruity yeah. esters. Yeah. Okay. That's. I a mean, good you don't want it, You want bro. you don't want this beer to be roasty and smoky and acrid or any, you know you don't want no. any heavy dark malt character it's a flaw in this beer so i think it it treads the line nicely it's hard to make a you know a black ipa where if you close your eyes and smelled it that you would know it was not just a regular ipa i mean this you can smell it you can still you smell some of the dark malt and that's fine it's you know it's a dark beer so yeah it's hard to get all of that out of there and and you know why would it be a different beer if you could make it taste exactly like a regular ipa i mean i suppose some of them you could but i don't know <laughs> might be weird. Um, so, yeah, um, there, it's clean. There's no DMS. I'm not getting any diacetyl. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let Doc be uh. the judge on that one. Uh, but, yeah, it seems clean. It seems really nicely brewed. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's a rich, dark brownish-black color. With a, uh, it had a fluffy, light tan head that, that persisted pretty well. Um, on the sample I judged last night, um, the glass is here. It's kind of fading a little bit faster, but um, no, it's it's a nice looking beer. It looks about like it should. I gave it a three out of three for appearance. Uh, flavor wise, the malt's a bit roastier in the flavor than it is in the in the uh, nose. So mm. just a touch of ash and smoke in the flavor. It's not harsh or, or acrid or biting. It's just it's there a little bit, a little bit more in the flavor. But it's still pleasant, and it, the hops come through pretty nicely. Like, by the aroma, I thought it was going to be hoppier than it was, and I think, you know, it's kind of, um, I don't know if it's a bitterness thing. The, the bitterness is kind of just medium and kind of just there. It's not biting. You don't want it too too harsh and in the <laughs> way. I think it's, uh, you could maybe get away with bumping up the bitterness just a little bit, but then you also want to be careful in the fight with the bitterness of the dark malt, too. So, like, there's some bitterness here. 
and maybe combined between the hops and the dark malt, it's kind of borders on a medium high, but it's not all like a hop bitterness, if you know what I mean. So kind of a weird way to say it, but... Your 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 dark malts will contribute would, bitterness, not IBUs, yeah, but bitterness. I would bump up okay. the hot bitterness on this and pull back the roast bitterness a little bit. If okay. There's a way to do that. Like experimenting with different you know carafe malts and if there's a way the to do way that. to uh, the way to of would, adding them. It would take a home brewer to tell you, Jen. But uh, you know, <laughs> they're a really good judge. Maybe so that you're, you're not going to find one of those around None here. None of us hacks. That's right. Uh, so, you know, it, the, the, the hops do come through pretty nicely in tandem with that. Citrus and tropical, um, you know, some definite dark malt. And um, it finishes nicely dry, as it should for an IPA. Uh, again, the ferment seems clean. It's a nicely brewed beer. Um, but, the, you know, the flavor, I like the aroma a little bit better than the flavor. And it didn't have as much of that just, you know, it smelled like, like IPA with a little dark. And then you taste it, and it's like kind of dark. An IPA in combination. Uh, Mouthfeel-wise, medium light body, low astringency, probably from the some of the darker malts in there. Medium high carbonation. I think any any serious alcohol warmth. There might be a touch in there, but mm. yeah, I think um, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's pretty smooth and, and creamy, and 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 uh, you know, feels about like it should in the mouth. So yeah, it's it's a pretty pleasant, smooth drinking black IPA. Yeah. Overall, I like it. Uh, very good aroma. Has a lot going for it. The fla- some of the flavor elements are just a little unharmonious. Mm. Getting a little more ashy and dark malt character in there than I like, but it, it it covers up some of those pleasant hops that are obviously there that I detected in the aroma to a high degree. So, you know, incl- I would increase the, the late hop additions in this a little bit and or dry hops and um, work on the dark malt addition. You, you know, um, the way... So one of the ways you can do it, I mean, you're obviously, I'm sure if you know what you're doing with your recipe, which it seems like you do, you're using a dehusked carafe type malt. I'm not sure if it's the one, two, three, or something else, but um, I think yeah, it's, it's twelve. Yes, I think it's the dehusk twelve. It's episode twelve, where it's just the nub of the grain, and they've dehusked it so much. It's just the nub. It's just the very inner the kernel. kernel. Yeah, it's called Vireman nubs. They've, it's a whole took, thing. they've taken away 60% of the outer kernel, and they just got to that tiny little yeah. inside fragment. That's all it is. Why are we, we making mm. sake now? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can add your dark malts uh, just before the sparge, and and uh, you don't have to mash them, de- definitely. I mean, sometimes you can just do them in, even in the runoff. If I've done it where I had, like, a um, like a colander, and I put the, the carafa in a, a colander, you know, with, like, a little grain bag or something in there and put the dark malts in there and the runoff from my my sparge was flowing through that oh, through that oh to okay get it the color how'd and that we, work i got i got the color i wanted it was nice awesome and it was pretty smooth but you know it's it's still hard to avoid all of the kind of dark malt flavors that you get yeah. from even a dehusked malt so you know steep you could even steep it in the boil there's a lot of other ways you can do it and experiment with it and try different dehusked malts to to do that i don't necessarily have a favorite i think the the two and the three can be fun to work with. I don't know, but yeah, just just play around with those and have some fun. Um, it'd be nice to nice to know which one you did, which ones you did use, and and learn a little more about your recipe. But I think you did a good job. I gave it a thirty-four. Awesome. All right, all right, Doc, you're up, buddy. All right, my turn. Uh, let's start with the aroma. Uh, great, great aroma too. Fruity hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I got some astringency a little bit in there. Uh, roastiness, a little bit of malty notes, but you know, no off aromas other than that. Uh, maybe just 
um, the astringency is probably from the the darker grains, mm-hmm. and I definitely got smelled some roastiness in there, but no, nothing else in there. No diacetyl, nothing bad. Nice. Um, Pass the doc test, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, appearance is great. I mean, the color is awesome. It's uh, you know dark, almost opaque with ruby highlights. It's mm-hmm. clear. It's really nice. Uh, the heads there, it's, it doesn't stay as quite as long, but uh, it's definitely sticks around. So you know, the appearance is really good. Uh, uh, I, got, I got some pretty good hot flavor in there. It could use a little bit more. I was expecting more, as Brian was, uh, with from the from the aroma. Uh, and you know, I, I get a lot of bitterness in it, and that's not hot bitterness. It's roasty bitterness that I'm getting, and it's, it's masking that quite a bit. Um, in fact, I get a lot of roastiness and a lot of acidic characters to it, which goes back to you know the the dark husk grains. Um, mouthfeel was good, body uh, not too thin. Uh, it's a little bit of creaminess, and, but you know well bounced in the mouthfeel. Uh, a little bit of stringency from the dark grains, uh, and a little bit of the lingering bitter, bitterness I got. And uh, still, that's you know dark grain stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, overall, uh, nice hop aroma and color. Great for that. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's a little bit too roasty and too bitter from from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, nice beer. Just needs a little more balance between, you know, what an IPA is and then and the roastiness that you're adding into it. Okay. Uh, again, I would cut back on the amount of grains for that and it's the timing thing really you don't need to mash those grains you're going to get too much of this coming through yeah there's they're not there's nothing in there to convert anyway it's right all, once they roast them that dark there's nothing left you just kind convert. of in there out of convenience yeah. really yeah. Yeah. you're going to get the flavors and you're, gonna, you're not getting any sugars you're not converting anything yeah uh i've done a couple of ways one's uh the tea bag mm-hmm. as it's coming in uh then the other one is I, I grind it up real fine, use a lot less, and I grind it up real fine in a coffee grinder. And as I start to sparge, I sprinkle it on top of the mash, and I get plenty of color. When you way. say a, a lot less, is there a ratio or not about like a percentage less maybe? So if I had like half, half a pound, half. okay. So if I had half a pound of patent uh, of regular crushed grain, yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know I'm grinding it up real fine. I'm looking for color and some. Some some roastiness flavors in there mostly espresso okay. grind. Yeah, basically that's right. what it is. It's just powdery now, and it's got so much surface <laughs> area. Me. The color just just comes right out of it. Okay, and so if you had half a pound in five gallons, let's I'd say you would do a quarter, quarter pound of real fine. Yeah. Okay, and or, that even, would be or even a little less. And you got to experiment in and out of that. Yeah. Because it goes along with what's the base beer. Well, yeah, you can yeah. also okay. start uh, start you know gradual. I mean, you can start more conservative and then steep a little more if you didn't get right. the color you wanted. Yeah, because so. you can. Yeah, you can always go to the you know steeping it in, in the grain bag. Or you can add some okay. cinnamar in the in the I've second done that too. Yeah, but uh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's find out what Jen did. Uh, are you done, Doc? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done. I gave you right. 33. I thought it was actually a pretty good beer all the way. I just had a couple of balance issues. I okay. didn't have any Mostly other balance. off flavors or anything in there. Just yeah. like us. Yeah. Clean, cleanly brewed. Nice job. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jen. Let's uh, let's talk about this beer a little bit. Uh, what's the recipe, uh, if you wouldn't mind? And then uh, I want to talk about how you did you know how you did handle those dark greens because it does sound like that was uh, well. First of all, hold on. I, I want uh, what don't you like about this beer? Because you said you're trying to dial it in, right? 
say it's exactly what you guys are talking about. I okay. wanted to figure out how to fix that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. So they 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 hit it. Okay. So now go ahead. What uh, what's your recipe? Um, I had uh, eight pounds of churro, a pound of Munich, and then it's a half a pound of black patent and a half a pound of midnight wheat. Midnight wheat. Okay. Um, Is that for five gallons? Yep. Okay. Um, Do you want the hops too? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, let's see. I did. Well, the, the only thing I changed from the first recipe was the hops because the first one that I think that I've used and the the uh, black malts were clashing, like they said, and yeah. just cutting back the IBUs didn't help. It's still there, so I think I'd put it back to the way I had it. So all I did was push the hops forward five minutes, and it just it dropped it like five IBUs. Mm. But I had a okay. uh, half a pound of Columbus at forty-five or half an ounce. <laughs> half a pound, yeah. yeah, that'd be a lot. Yeah, you might have an efficiency uh, problem if you had half a pound. Like me, then. <laughs> uh, half ounce of Citra at thirty minutes, an ounce of Columbus at twenty, ounce of Citra at ten, ounce of Columbus at ten, half ounce of Citra at one, and a half ounce of Columbus at one. God, yeah, isn't that tropical from the yeah. citra and the resiny yeah. from the, the resiny from Columbus. the Columbus is what I. It's a nice combination. It's a two great combo. Work well together. Yeah, I'm smelling my yeah. glass. I hardly ever do that with a homebrew, to be honest with you. Uh, but that that, that aroma is amazing. It smells yeah, really I love good. the combination of them too. They're awesome together. Yeah, it smells and it smells like you're getting really good hops because it's like it smells like a pellet. Like you open a fresh 44 pound bag, uh, you know, from Hop Union or whatever. Like it's Nico just brew. Nico Brew. Thank you very much. Stupid. I'm stupid. I should have thought of that <laughs> first place. But like you know, but like from from the actual manufacturer, like the big giant bale, right? Yeah. Um, and it all, almost smells like. Powdery, Heaven. you know what I mean. When you open it up and you kind of like, oh, I got some pow- like dust in my nose. Yeah, that's what it smells uh, like. Yeah. It smells really good. Yeah, I want to hone in on the black patent. What made yeah. you choose that that malt rather than a uh, dehusked? Or I mean, did you get the recipe from somebody you know, or you just made it up, or what, what was the situation uh, there? No, I just kind of walked into the grain room and decided I want to do a black IPA and just picked some grains. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was yeah. thinking about taking out the black patent and just yes. doing like a quarter of a pound of midnight wheat or something like that. I don't think black patent belongs no, in any beer. Really. I, I I took it out of my oatmeal stout and I've never excuse me I've never, never looked, looked back. back. I hate that beer or uh, not yeah. that beer. I hate that uh, grain because of this uh, uh, astringency yeah, issue. Yeah, go to go to Carafa. You'll be a lot happier. Yeah, like like uh, Brian okay. Brian saying like a dehusked Carafa something yeah. like that. Uh, because that has that less acrid, and I don't even think it's it's kilned that high, so you don't get a lot of that burny acrid nonsense, no, right? Yeah. Is it a little lighter? But yeah, it's the three hundred range. Yeah, the word. Oh, okay. So the husk material that. is where a lot of the astringency comes from, and it's it's. I mean, they burn it. The the black patent they burn it to hell, and it, the <laughs> the husk is just. It's, yeah, it's torched charcoal. and charcoal, charcoal and burnt and acrid and smoky, and you're, I mean, you're lucky that it's not smokier. It's a very drinkable smooth beer. I could drink a yeah. lot of this. I really enjoy it. Yeah. But I think taking this same recipe and brewing it with a, a carafa two or whatever, and uh, or, and just try the same thing. Maybe even use some of the suggestions like grind it to a powder and put it on top of your sparge, like Doc was saying. I think that's a good suggestion. And just make yeah, sure you get the color idea. you need. And as long as the color's there. You should be good, and and you might want to. You can dial the, uh, the the bitterness up a little bit if you have that black patent out of the way. You can allow a little more room for some hot bitterness, 
and add, you know, your increase your early hop addition just a touch, maybe. But if you're calculating your IBUs to be where you want them or you don't want it to be a very bitter IPA, you can also leave it where it is. I think it would be fine. But, yeah, experiment with that. Brew it a third time, please. Yeah. And send it to yeah. us. What's the, uh, what's the uh, oh, yeah. alcohol range in this, Jen? Uh, it's only 5%. I don't like the high alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I was thinking, you know, it, maybe it needs a little sweetness. Like a little more malt um, for that level of bitterness, right? Because if you if you're cutting down the alcohol in it, alcohol's got sweetness to it. Yeah. If you're going to cut oh, that back, true. you're going to get you're going to get less sweetness in there, which is going to which is in. also going to balance out that that roastiness and bitterness. Yeah. So I mean, maybe like a, I don't know, a carafoam or something that's like a head retention thing. But to me, that grain is a little sweet. Or yeah. can she do something? Because if you drop even more of that bitter that bitter grain. I think the th- I don't want to call it thin because it's not thin, but I think it needs can some push in the mouthfeel, right? Talk her into brewing at six percent or so. I mean, can, can we? I don't know. Can we Jen. negotiate here, Jen? What do you think? What's that? Can we get you up to six percent ABV? You, you can just add some sugar oh, yeah, to it. Drink it a little more slowly. Like some corn sugar. Well, I think a little there. more. And not a lot. But I think a little more malt. Like I think it needs a little more malt. Gonna, then it's going well, to change the mouthfeel. I think it's yeah. nice dry it, the way it is. Nice, oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's got a lighter mouthfeel. You don't think it. it's a little thin before before the astringency hits? No. Okay. I, think, I think it's pretty good. But if you put more malt in, it's going gonna, it's gonna to weigh down on it a little bit. Okay. I've had some okay. IPAs that are a little have a little bit more malt sweetness in them that are still okay. But, you know, I think part of the key of the style is just having it be fairly dry. Yeah, right? so Where the hops you, come off and play off the edge of that dryness, and that's key to the style. Well, so I guess the, that's the important thing is that this is what she wants to make. Yeah, what you're, you're bringing right? up a, a good point. Is yeah. Your, oh, yeah. Your, yeah, yeah. Without that alcohol sweetness in there. You're taking away from something, yeah, and it's bringing out more of that that acrid roastiness. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, so yeah, I'll bump it up a little bit then. Yeah, or bump, or if you like the mouthfeel where it is and the ABV, especially where it is, then you drop some of that astringent. You have to make a, a concession somewhere, I think. Right. And it sounds like you want to drop yeah. the astringency anyway, so I think you would do that first, and then if you don't like it, then maybe you balance it out yeah. the other way with a little bit more malt. But uh, I even had seconds, and I don't drink this shit. <laughs> that's that's so, amazing. The JP had seconds of an IPA. Right. right. I think he did yeah. good, Jen. So, I think, yeah, I think what they're saying is, to, yeah, to for a beer like this, to you know, it, it might need a little more sweetness because of the lightness of it. So you could either increase your mash temperature just a little bit. Or I mean I, I don't know if adding sugar is going to help. If, well, if you wanted to bring up the 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 ABV, then add a little sugar. And well, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get at. If, if you, yeah. you want to bump the, the 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 alcohol content, alcohol, alcohol, uh, that's going to create some sweetness from the alcohol. And the easiest way to do that is add a little sugar, and it's not going to mess up your your bottom end, your mouthfeel. It's yeah. not going to get thicker. Because oh, you, really, you, okay. you really want it to be drier, and you're going to get dryness, but you're still going to have some alcohol sweetness in there, which is going to make it better on the high end. Here's a crazy idea. Uh, oak it with uh, uh, medium toast Hungarian oak cubes yeah. or chips. They're sweet. They, they, they're much sweeter. No, no, a little no, bit no? no. All right. No, uh, Jen, do you, do, have, do you have any questions for the guys before they beat me up for that uh, <laughs> suggestion? Don't listen I did actually have a question about water because I just started getting into water. I was so the about next water. one I did <laughs> would be water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have no calcium chloride in my water, so um, would I want it to be more towards like the multi side for this, or would I want it to be more like bitter or balanced? Where's your water now? Uh, do you it, have, uh, do you have a lot? Very of- bit. 
very bitter. There's only nine sulfates and no chloride whatsoever. Okay. Well, so, nine, nine sulfates isn't a lot either. Uh, you got to yeah, get, no. get up around the you know forty to fifty percent. Pretty soft or, water. Or forty yeah. parts per million to, to have it do that. Um, but yeah, if you, you it sounds like you got soft water, so you can kind of go either way. Which is a nice but problem it, to have. It's a, yeah, it's it is a, a nice problem. Have the opposite problem. <laughs> So but that's, yeah, but that's the problem is well, I have lots of bicarbonate in it. It's like at 150, so. Yeah, well, that's going to help uh, help with your, your dark roasted grains, too. With the dark ones? Okay, yeah. cool. It'll work, you know, it'll that's probably why awesome. this beer is actually working with yeah, all the black patent that's right, there. It'll, oh, it'll yeah. buffer it out quite a bit because <laughs> you know, the dark grains are, are acidic and, and you know, the bicarbonates have a tendency to pull them back the other way. All right. Uh, make sure you have enough calcium in there. Yeah, Did you add some calcium chloride? Yeah. Or okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was going to add anything to this beer, and, and not knowing everything that's in your water, I, I tend to <laughs> add uh, uh, calcium chloride in yeah. there. It's going to it helps sweeten it out quite a bit. Oh, so that that, that it, could, it'll, that it'll could take away too. it'll take away some of that acrid, you know, the, well, the that, bitterness. Shit, maybe she brews it again, same exact recipe, but calcium chloride in yeah. there and see and just see what it does. Because if you're going to change stuff in your recipe, yeah, you change one thing and that's kind of, that's what pisses me off about brewing is like, because it takes so long and you, you all this effort, but you change one thing and see what that does and then change another thing and see what that yeah, does. Yeah, we gave you a lot of things. Yeah, that's what change. pisses me off <laughs> about <laughs> us. We tell people six things to change. <laughs> like, oh, well, Two or three of them are do one at a time, well, and then now we know Jen's going to at least brew this twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll definitely. I'll probably do the water first since I'm doing that, and then yeah, I'll, do I'll go back to switching it if it's still the same way. Cool. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jen. Well, if that's it, we'll let you go. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Beer, yeah. Thank Keep you up. very much. Awesome. Thank you. Keep it up. Bye. Yep. All right, bye. Bye. Cool. That's cool. That's a good beer. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Joe, uh, and then we're going to give away some prizes, and then we're going to leave, and it's, uh, you know, then we're going to wake up and stretch and eat breakfast. It's a whole thing. We're going to do a whole thing. Uh, it's Dr. Homebrew, everyone, back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today high gravity home brewing supplies wants you to keep it simple brewing should be fun and with high gravity's amazing electric brewing systems it is high gravity keeps their brewing systems simple on purpose more efficient than gas customizable and with your choice of one two or three vessels high gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer formulate recipes and improve your beer's consistency dave at high 
High Gravity can customize your system to fit your needs. High Gravity invites you to visit their Build Your Own Brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric. And High Gravity offers $7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products. www.highgravitybrew.com High Gravity. Keep it electric. Keep it simple. Visit HighGravityBrew.com. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at brewerspublications.com. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Uh, just pouring the next beer. Oh, man. See, what I didn't do, again, uh, is, again, is uh, call our next guest. I didn't call Joe. So here I am like a dummy. Uh, now Joe's I have just to call. waiting by the phone for you to call him, JP. Right. I'm going to read his number out loud. Mm. Where does he live? Him. He's a local boy. He, okay. just couldn't, right. he just couldn't make it into the show. Oh, so it's not like he's up at 1 o'clock in the morning. Local no, and no. lazy. I like it already. Right. Okay. Okay. And then we go <laughs> here. And then we go. He's probably watching Star Wars and it's like he couldn't be bothered with coming As long here. as you tell him to shut up. God, I hate it when I do stuff like this. I'm such an idiot. Two. Oh, I probably shouldn't read his number out loud. See, I told you I was going to do that because I'm dumb. There's a Q, a silent Q in the number, I think. There we go. Okay. French number. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. It's ringing. Eight six seven five three zero nine. We're dialing you now. Here we go. Okay, Jenny. 
Jenny, Joe, and uh, well, so okay. So this is a either a twenty. It's a American Wild Ale or a, a Brett beer, right? We're calling it an American Wild Ale. All right. Uh, well, Brian, why don't you go ahead while we wait for uh, Joe to get on the line here? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's, oh, so Joe, I know. Joe, are you with us? Hello? Joe? He is at, at yeah. a... Hey, oh. how you doing, man? Bar. Hey, JP. Hey, what's yeah. up, man? How no, you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. All right, good. All right. So, sorry. Uh, I meant to call you, uh, you know, during the break, but uh, that didn't happen. I hated JP. <laughs> no problem. We're trying to replace um, him with a professional show host. If anyone wants to apply. <laughs> right. Um, the pay's great. Uh, yeah, the pay's amazing. Um, all right, Joe, let's talk about you and your homebrewing life, man. What? Uh, how long have you been a homebrewer? Uh, probably about, let's see, it's been since 2010, so I guess that makes five. Almost five years, years or so, now. yeah, okay. Um, are you a big, uh, like, Brett guy, or is this your first kind of foray into this whole weird, uh, you know, wild ale Brett thing? Yeah, yeah, well, I have been, yeah, into the Brett thing for quite a while. Okay. Um, I've done some, a couple sour ales, and uh, this is probably my second or third beer i mean yeah it's not something i do all the time uh, i do a lot of clean beers too but um there's kind of a good story behind this particular beer as far as the the yeast i got for it so um yeah i was i was pretty happy with the way this one came out actually yeah i saw in your notes it's uh it's from a, a the dregs of a, a bottle of something called hill farmstead arthur what's um what is that i've never heard of that yeah it's uh hill farmstead's a brewery in vermont it's kind of you know sort of a a beer geeks kind of deal up there you know a lot of um beer geeks like to make that trek up there to vermont to the brewery and uh the story behind the yeast actually is i have a friend uh that does no it's okay uh that uh is a microbiologist actually and um was able to culture up some of that yeast from a bottle of uh health farm said arthur from the first batch which i guess uh, is you know the the primary yeast strain that they use the saison yeast with with Brett in it, and uh, so yeah, um, he basically cultured it up and sent it out to a couple home brewers. I was one of them that got it and uh, was able to brew a batch with it. So it was it was kind of cool, kind of a neat experiment. Turned awesome. out pretty good, I think. That's cool. Awesome. That's that is a good story. I've heard about some good beer tours in Vermont. I haven't been out there yet, but uh, yeah, some buddies have gone there, and it's supposed to be. It's the, the it's place the spot to be to now. Yeah. yeah, they need to do a, a NHC there some year, maybe. Right, that'd be a trip, man. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all right, Brian. Well, let's let's uh, get into this beer and um, uh, yeah, we'll talk so, about it a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, declared as a Brett beer, t- we're calling it twenty eight A. Yeah, the so, two, 2015 guidelines and entrance should uh, let JP know when they say it's oh this is a 13 a which guidelines are you going by this time yeah, i mean yeah so joe i don't know if you heard the last show or not but uh you know we're in the same problem it's totally my fault where i didn't specify what guidelines we're using because i kind of forgot that they got updated um so brian judge yours as a 28a which is the american wild ale and then we had doc over here judging it uh from the old guidelines no just, no no was, no no we didn't the new ones that just i just built. this we just got we just judged this oh, tonight okay. together here in the studio yeah he did tell us it was a 28a which 
which if you went to the 2808 guidelines, it would be uh, New England cider, which it obviously is not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, been amazing you're, to you're, it yeah. doesn't even go up that high anymore. And the cider and meat styles now have a C or an M in front of them in the 2008. So, or I mean, in the 2015 guidelines. So that's kind of cool. But yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Well, then. Uh, so it was obvious what this mind. was, and, and it's not JP's fault. Okay, we, good. We didn't misjudge it. Not this one. No. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely 28A. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's Absolutely. nice to me that they have room for some of these American Wild Ales. And, and before you said to enter, everything is a specialty. And it, that category just got overcrowded with all kinds of cool beers and a bunch of shitty ones, too. But um, this, yeah, this one falls more on the cool side. Um, and right. the, the aroma is a solid bread aroma. It has a lot of earthiness and, and, and some hay-like notes. It's not really extremely funky and... And barnyardy, goaty, sweaty, or anything like that. It's yeah. just kind of a nice, smooth hay-like earth, and uh, yeah, a little bit of horse blanket maybe, but kind of medium light, medium low fruitiness. It's not extremely fruity overall. Um, I got kind of a light sour note in the aroma. The fruitiness that is there is kind of apricot-like and um, pretty pleasant. That's uh, you know, but medium low esters overall. It's not intense. And, you know, when, when I'm thinking Saison, that's why I'm spending so much time on the esters. It's like I want a big uh, fruity beer and, you know, even a, a, most often a Brett beer will be a little drier and, and, and fruitier than the base style might suggest. So uh, I thought this would be a pretty big fruity beer, but it's, it's you know, it's kind of subdued on that front. And that's fine. It's nice the way it is. It smells really pleasant, but it, does, it lacks some of that, that orangey, lemony fruit, fruitiness that you get in some of the nicer Saisons there. So... Um, but I mean, it just depends too. The saisons have a wide range as well, so you can get a lot of different flavors in them too. But uh, yeah, and aromas. Um, but appearance-wise, it's a moderately hazy, light gold beer. These beers can be a little hazy, you know, from the bread and uh, some yeast and suspension. But you can still see through it. Okay, it's uh, it's obviously a, you know, it's a we got a 750 mil bottle, and there's a nice layer of yeast at the bottom there. So it looks like this was a, you know. Um, bottle condition. Re-fermented in the bottle, as they like to say. And so, yeah, um, it's a low whitish head that faded to collar or fine bubbles in this glass uh, fairly soon after pouring. So like a Saison, you expect to throw up a nice fluffy head, and this one didn't really have that. And so in the in the appearance, you know, the haze can be forgiven, but, and the, but the head should kind of be there a little better. Uh, that's okay. But uh, so I had to drop it just a touch there. Anyway, um and you know, I'm the one who judged it as Brett beer with with a saison base. So, bear with me here. Um, I do enjoy the beer a lot. Uh, flavor wise, it, it comes through with a kind of a leathery hay like Brett flavor right front up foremost, and uh, with only a kind of supporting light, slightly spicy saison like character. I wanted a little more spice. I wanted a little more orangey and lemony fruit in there, and kind of a little cakiness that you know some of the saisons might have. It, um, it's just all Brett, and I don't know how long it's been aged on the Brett, but it's a very pleasant Brett character. That you know what is there, and I really like the the Brett aged character. It's not harsh and 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 uh, you it's know, very mellow, nasty. It's yeah. kind of, it's mellow and smooth and and pleasing. So, um, yeah, again in the it's in mild mannered Brett character, yeah, mild mannered Clark Kent, the Brett. Yeah. And because there are some strains that can, and it's a shame we don't know what they are, but uh, you know they can be over, they be very aggressive. But this is definitely not it. You get the Brett character you want, but there is that kind of sweet, mild, 
Yeah, you don't you know, want it to get well. like feeded and you know band aid and too funky and cheesy and yeah. nail polish. You know, there's there's a lot of different things that can come out of Brett too. So this kept it. It was it was happy Brett. It came out on the nice side there. So. <laughs> Um, you know, it, the aroma suggested some sourness. It's really only very lightly sour, and that's fine. There's not very much sourness there, and but there, there's enough to kind of balance some of that 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 hay-like quality and give it a little edge, you know. But not enough to suggest much sweetness or fruitiness, really, either. So it's uh, you mm-hmm. know seems seems like the alcohol is f- somewhat subdued in this. It's either that or it's really smooth and deceptive, but it's. Um, it's a pleasing alcohol presence. You can detect some, uh, but not not too much. It's just smooth and, and drinkable. The, the the bitterness is kind of just uh, it is kind of moderately bitter. Or, or I'm perceiving something as bitterness in here. That's like probably also an element of the Brett because all things flow back to the Brett in this yeah, beer. I agree with you. I think it is a Brett thing. But it like has the perception of some bitterness to me. It like tastes like it doesn't taste hoppy. It just tastes a little bit bitter. But again, it's like some of that leatheriness from the the Brett probably that's making me feel that way. Um, so it's definitely the balance is definitely all the way tilted towards the Brett character, and there's not as much to suggest the style. It finishes intensely dry, uh, just it's you know, but it's still smooth. So I like that. Mouthfeel wise, it's kind of medium light bodied, medium low carbonation, and a, a bit of a, a tannic bite, a little astringency, and kind of a leathery feeling on the tongue. Kind of you know just a drying sensation that I get from the the bread uh, that's pulled out all the the sugars that were there and did what it wanted to with them and um, you know there's, there's a there does seem to be a little bit of alcohol warmth there so I'm thinking that you know it is it's probably somewhat alcoholic I don't know what the ABV is but it's it's a deceptive you know like pleasant like alcohol delivery mechanism here um, so it's 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 you know, overall mouthfeel is is okay. It's it's not super smooth and creamy. It's not, you know, the carbonation is maybe a little light. Oh, um, but it's yeah. Actually, though, this one was also creeping up in the neck. So that's kind of I might be off on the carbonation comment. I'll let Doc say what he will about it. But it just it kind of fell flat. Like I said in the in the appearance, the mm-hmm. head, head kind of dropped, and it's not like. We've also I'm not had getting it open a, for a bit. I'm not getting a huge carbonic bite in the mouthfeel, so yeah. that's where those comments come from. Anyway, I thought it was a nicely brewed wild bread beer. Lacked a little bit of the, the declared base style, or it's just been aged out to the point where you can't taste that anymore. Should be a little fruitier, a little spritzier with a better developed head and a bit of spice. Uh, well, there's not a lot of spice here. Uh, and also, it's kind of lower that bitterness or rough if it's coming from the Brett, that that edge, if you wanted it to be declared as a saison, you know, all that being said, it's still a very smooth beer, and it's a very pleasant drinking uh, Brett beer. It's just a Brett beer, and as a Brett saison, I gave it a thirty-four. I thought it was pleasing. It was like I need more of that style to really call it a a Brett saison. If it was just a a Brett beer without a declared style, or to say a Brett Belgian beer or something. Then I could maybe come up a little bit from there. I thought it's a really, it's a fun fun beer to drink. So I, it's hard to <laughs> you have to peg it to the style and peg yeah. it to this and that. That's like, the hard you part. You sit about back it. and just enjoy this beer, and it's really nice to drink. So yeah. you know, kudos on that. I think it, it's it's well aged, and the Brett's doing what you want it to here. So that's the tough part yeah. about no. 
categorizing stuff yeah, and classifying like, shit. It's yeah. on the on the bottom here under you know there's the the check boxes for the judging stylistic accuracy. It skews yeah. towards the not to style, but then the you know there's not really big flaws in here. You know it's a nice beer, leans more towards the flawless and the the wonderful side of thing on the technical merit and the intangibles. So you know it's a it's a very good beer. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for sharing. All right, Doc, you're up, buddy. Well, I got nothing left to say. <laughs> <laughs> I talk too much. Just say what he didn't say, then I guess. All right. Well, I just I didn't judge it as a saison mm-hmm. at all. Uh, I thought it would be better off not. Yeah. And uh, it's a, a straight Brett beer. So you know the aroma. I got you know a sharp, a little acidic, maybe a little soapy. Uh, no hop aroma. Maybe a little diacetyl, but not any. Just, just, <laughs> just and, and I didn't get any of the taste. So, yeah. just, you know, possibly a little, and a little bit of phenolic, mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay. Uh, nice color. It's a you know, nice light color. Uh, I like the little slight to moderate haze, but you know, being in a you know cork and cage bottle, it's. Yeah, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna get some of that because you know the way JP handles stuff. Oh God! And so uh, <laughs> you guys, it's gonna get a little bit of that. And you know, uh, poured into the glass, uh, the head didn't linger at all. Yeah, uh, which is fine. We can live with that. But <laughs> uh, we've had you know the far end of the scale tonight. Too. Yeah. Um, flavor, I got you know, very dry, puckering. Uh, I don't. You know, it it has some acidic characters but it's not like cantillon acidic by yeah. any means no um so it's, it's it's there it's just very dry and then the acidic, yeah. the acidic just comes through right at the end it's very too. nice it's very nicely yeah. layered that way I think. um i too like brian was kind of looking for you know some maybe fruitier notes or something in there and it, it wasn't it was just you know a straight brett beer which it kind of comes off as simple yeah. Which is kind of the beauty of the thing, right? It's right. Brett beer. It's not over bready. It's but you can tell it's a Brett beer right away. Uh, it's simply it's just simplicity is is so nice with it. Uh, I would love to see this one as a blender. You know, you make yeah. something else, and that's the thing about Brett beer is that blending is is fun. And I could see this blended with anything. You yeah. could make it a you know a fruit. Uh, Brett beer, something else with that, and blended with this, and this would be just yeah, it's awesome. Fairly neutral on a lot of other aspects, so it would be a nice player with a lot of other beers, right? Exactly. Sours and yeah, and the you know, the mouthfeel was great. Uh, I thought the carbonation level was just just perfect, uh, not too carb you know, carbonated, so it just added to the bite of it. But mm-hmm. It didn't. Uh, the city's still there; it's not apparent, but it doesn't linger either. It's yeah, that where it just lingers on you, know, and and you just. You know, you wish you had an antacid on you. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, even though the bitterness didn't linger too long. It's like the medium body, but but really not thin. You would think this being simple and a dry beer like this, it would finish out thin, but it, it really doesn't. It's got got a nice mouthfeel left to it. Um, For sure. Uh, so basically I give it a, a nice beer over. I really, really like this one. Uh, more malt flavor, some kind of something else in there as a standalone thing, but you can do that with blending. Yeah. So, yeah, I give kudos this beer all the way around. It's just it's clean, it's simple, and kind of nice start to finish. No. And so, like the show. Yes. So yeah. I, I scored it a thirty nine. <laughs> I really liked it. Wow! Awesome. Cool. 
Good. Just, that might be towards where I would score it too if it was just presented as a Brett beer. It's like, I wasn't, it would get up. I wasn't looking for it as a saison. Upper thirties. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, do you have any questions for the guys? Uh, yeah, I mean those comments were spot on. Actually, it, it, just a little background on the beer too. Um, I, I like to do split batches uh, with yeast a lot, so this beer was kind of brewed more as a Pilsner recipe, actually. Oh, okay. So, the, yeah, the, the recipe was actually 100% Pilsner malt and just a little bit of Hallertau at the beginning and then the very end of the boil, and half of it was fermented as a, as a lager, and then the other half was with this yeast. That, that's the beer you're tasting. Yeah. So, yeah, the simplicity is definitely there. It's basically a smash beer. Pilsner malt, Saison is, hops, and that's it. Yeah, Saison so, is going to have a lot of Belgian Pilsner malt, too, so that's, mm-hmm. that will work with yep. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I figured that would be a good way to, to test the yeast out, you know, do it. Because I do, I, that's how I get, you know, multiple beers out of one batch is brew 10 gallons and split it up, you know, five gallons with one yeast, five with the other. So, so yeah, it wasn't, Pacific, I you know, if I was going to craft the saison, I probably might have you know put a little bit of wheat in there, or yeah. maybe a little bit of specialty malt or something to give it a little bit more malt depth. That's kind of what I was thinking that it might have benefited maybe with a little bit, a touch more, maybe some Munich malt or something like that. But um, you know, overall, I think it came out pretty good. And uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that about blending because that's exactly what I've been doing with this beer with the bottles that I have left. I've been uh, I have a, a sour that I made about two years ago that turned out really, really tart, like tons of lactic acid. Really nice, a pleasant beer, but not a lot of funk to it. So I've been blending that one with this beer, and yeah. it's been like awesome, just totally, there really, go, really Doc. good with the with the funky Brett character of this beer, and then the the, the nice lactic acidity of the other one. Yeah. One. So perfect. Yeah, that, that, so I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Joe, we're losing. Uh, but yeah, I like Everybody what he's. Guys- there, his idea of getting to the the, st- the the character of the yeast and just seeing what the yeast is by using a very neutral base beer recipe. And letting that yeast character develop to see what this Britannomyces is going to do and, and letting it get happy in just a neutral beer. And I have a, also at home, I have a, uh, you know, my funk beer where I have like a really Brett heavy beer that I use for blending my sours. And I'll do like a nice sour with like, you know, like one of those he- lactic heavy things and something that has a little acetic and get a little bit of that going. And if you taste that just by itself, it's just like a one trick pony. And then you add the Brett element in it and it just brings out a whole new world. And it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, there's the balance right, for this. Right. You know, I li- I really like that. That's a fun fun way to go. And Doc picked it out right away. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anything yeah, else? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it's been a great blending beer. Cool. That's yeah. That's cool. That's good. It's good. Uh, I, I like uh, you know not only drinking it alone, but uh, you know finding a, an alternate use for it too. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, anything else for the guys, Joe? Uh, anything else you can think of? No. Okay. No, I, yeah, cool. It, it covered everything. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, giving me some feedback. Do awesome. We, do we know what strain of bread it's supposed to be? Or no, not, it's just from it's that from bottle. A, from no, a bottle. No, yeah. I, I have I have no yeah. idea what, yeah. what it is, and that's, yeah. that's why it's probably good not even to judge it as a saison because I, I honestly don't even know what strain this is at all. So <laughs> it's a very, it's a, I, apparently, it's a pretty secretive yeast. So oh, we we got you. It's the magic yeast yeah. from their first batch of Arthur <laughs> right. that no one else yeah, can get yeah. except you. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. Lucky bastard. 
right. <laughs> Have guys. fun with we'll that. Talk to you later. Keep planning. Cheers. Bye. All right. Later. Cool. That was fun. Good yeah, beer. Thank you. Uh, okay, so uh, let's wrap the show up, dude. I'm really excited about everything. So, uh, okay, so we have uh, a few things to give away. We have, of course, uh, our uh, two normal uh, great sponsors, uh, which are Grog Tag uh, and High Gravity Homebrew and Winemaking Supplies. Uh, but this is uh, the month where we also give away a beer bug. Ooh. And uh, I don't even have one of those. I'm really excited about the beer bug. And I, again, I forgot Brian's beer bug. I forgot it. I have, okay. I'm supposed to bring it to you. I'll mail it to you. That'll be okay, much easier sure. for me. Uh, but in case you guys don't know, you check out the, thebeerbug.com uh, slash TBN. Uh, and what the beer bug is, it's a, it's a, a Wi-Fi enabled device, essentially, that sits on top of your fermenter uh, with like a, a weight, I guess, for lack of a better term, that is hung inside your beer. And oh. it tells you... Oh, so much information about what's going on. You get your gravity. Uh, there's a temperature function, alcohol content. Uh, this thing is seriously awesome. Uh, it gives you peace of mind. You know what's going on with your beer. Uh, you can watch your fermentation in real time, which I like to do. It's pretty fun. Uh, you can view your data anywhere on the web, uh, Android and uh, iPhone um, You know, compatible. Uh, you can compare batch to batch to batch. You can share with your friends. Hey, you know, if you do a, a joint batch, maybe a club. Uh, hey, we did this big barley wine. How's it going? Everyone can have access to the thing, and you can share your, your fermentation graph. fermentation curve. Everybody. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, the Beer Bug, they're, they're a relatively new sponsor, and uh, they're letting us give away one of these awesome products a month. So uh, thanks to Taylor and the guys over there. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. So, uh, okay, the, uh, the winner of the um, Grog Tag, $40, at least your beer will look good. Gift certificate. Now, this is what I love about the show because uh, we have two really good beers. And, uh, you know, I hate this is one of those rare times I hate saying that it's second place, you know, because it goes to the lowest score technically. And that's why it's the at least your beer will look good. It's kind of our little tongue in cheek thing. Uh, but this goes to Jen and her black IPA. Her, um, yeah, her beer did look good, too. So, yeah, yeah it was great. Great appearance. Um, so, uh, Jen, you're going to be uh, g- getting in touch with uh, Todd there of our grog tag, and uh, he'll set you up with a $40 gift certificate. And you can check out, uh, you know, the tasting mats and the coasters and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, don't forget to back their uh, Kickstarter campaign, too, grogtag.com yeah. slash Kickstarter. Um, so that means Joe, who we just spoke with, gets the uh, ho- the uh, high-gravity homebrew and winemaking supplies, a uh, little prize pack they're going to send you there, too. You can go to highgravitybrew.com and check out all this kind of fun stuff. Uh, they have a lot of really cool electric brewing stuff, little, little great kits and uh, recipes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, check them out, highgravitybrew.com. Uh, and then we decided, gentlemen, uh, during the last break, to give the beer bug to Joe. Uh, and and we you know we thought about this uh, a, a little bit, uh, and the way I figure it, if you're going to do Brett beers, you kind of need to know what's going on in your in your beer, right? You need some f- you need some some solid numbers, you need some good uh, some good data, and I think the beer bug can deliver this stuff to him, especially if he does a lot of Brett beers. Is is it done? Where, where is it sitting at? What's going on? Uh, this way, you don't kind of have to you know futz around with it, right? I mean. Yeah. He's brewing some clean, clean beers, too, and, and he said he's doing a lot of different things. So Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a multi-tool. Uh, and usually we give it to someone who, who kind of needs a lot of the help, not necessarily that their their beer is bad, uh, but if there's a fermentation issue or whatever. Um, and you know, Jen is brewing clean beers, and you know I think she kind of has everything down. And uh, you know not that Joe doesn't, but I think that Joe's going to get a little more benefit out of it because he's, like you said, Brian, he's doing a lot of stuff. 
right? Yeah, the you know All the right. tweaky types that want to experiment. A tweaky little bit types, the, not no. tweakers. No, no, no. Tweaky types like to tweak with the recipes and tweak with the for fermentations what, and the for what to tweak with and. Um, cool. Well, we it was just a, decided. Yeah, it was a good show, Doc. Thanks, man. Thanks, I hope no you come problem. back. The and, real uh, doctor, the real doctor, <laughs> the only doctor in the room. Um, if you're uh, hungering for you know some other shows to uh, to check out, man, don't forget we got the session. Uh, you know, every once in a while, and uh, uh, the sour hour, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff, man. Jamil shows are still alive and kicking, so uh, check yeah. everything out, man. Don't forget, we got a wide range of stuff. Uh, anyway, this has been Doctor Homebrew, everyone, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye.